everyone. Welcome to the Debrief Podcast. How are you doing? Tessa. Oh, very well, thank you. Well, she's dead into a microphone, so I thought you meant the listeners. No, it was like half the listeners, and then I thought, well, they've answered, so now uh, I want to hear about you. Tessa's about to start eating a brownie. Stevie's already eaten hers, I'd like everyone to Yeah, I ate it in 20 seconds flat. It was a pistachio brownie. Tessa, what's the most adult thing you've done this week? You haven't thought of one, have you? I certainly have. I actually thought you're going to think that's not one. Go on. (laughs) I put a newt back in a pond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's adult for Enid Blyton. (laughs) Yeah. But go on. I found a newt. Where? Beside the pond. Where's the pond? Grandma's. (laughs) Uh, We were getting the lilies out of the pond. (laughs) The story doesn't cast me in a good light. In amongst there was a newt and he was looking real sad. So I just scooped him up. Put him back in the pond. Yeah, it's not really an adult thing, is it? No. No, it's more of like a it's a kind, caring human thing. Yep. Which is nice. Yes, I had a day from a storybook, is what I'm trying That's to tell lovely. you. Oh no, I did an adult thing. Yes, I did please. an adult thing. It did actually require a lot of cajoling and forcing from in fact Tessa. Hello. I uh, we were supposed to be doing some work. And we put up the price of of some work. Yes, we did. Which is really great because we we got it wrong and it, <laughs> it was too little amount of money. And a man said, this is the price it should be. Yeah, and I started sweating. And then we were like, well, we won't cause a bother. Yeah. Well, you just pay us less. I'll do you, it for two pounds. And you pay that man that. Yeah. And, and we'll just take top I'll do less. And actually we ended up, we were going to be paid like less than everyone else <laughs> doing the job. And then after a lot of like, a lot of WhatsApp conversations in capital letters... And me just walking around, just panic eating hummus with my hands. We did it. I did it. She did it. I did it. And now we're being paid as much as all the men. <laughs> the thing about asking for money, and it is, my God, it's the worst. Because you just want to be like, nothing, please. I'll pay you to be involved. I, <laughs> no, I've no, no, not. I'm worth nothing. I'm worth nothing. <laughs> and then you just got to be like, look him dead in the eye. Dear Th- man. This is my price. And if you don't want me, no bother. Because I've got a lot to I've be got getting a lot on with. <laughs> This hummus is not going to eat itself, is yeah, it? Yeah, halfway through it. People just name their price all the time. Most people are terrified of asking for more money because they think they'll go, well, that's ridiculous, but actually it never is. Always ask. Mm. And then if they go, no, go, I'll be flexible. Our landlord just had a roofer round because our drains collapsed. And then I found out how much the roofer costs to just come out and look at the roof. £60,000. So much money. Everyone just pays that because everyone shrugs and is like, well, I guess that's what a roofer costs. No one's got any idea what a roofer costs. So girls, be the roofer. Okay. Not a roofer. Oh, right. You're a roofer. Charge anything. This week's podcast is about something very close to my heart. And maybe Tessa's, but she's got a lot of confidence, so I don't know. It's uh, imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is basically when you consistently feel like you're about to get found out. When you feel like... Who's that? What is she doing? Who's she getting I told here? you, Tessa, I have no idea what it is. What's that? What's she doing over here? How did this girl get into the job? That's your own brain saying it to you. And you spend the whole time being like, oh, I hope no one asks me a question that I don't know the answer to because I'm an idiot and they'll all know I'm an idiot. And you spend the whole time thinking that everyone else is there because of their merit. Imposter syndrome is just all in your head. And maybe some of you are being like, what, what are they talking about? Sure. <laughs> Which is perfectly reasonable. But I bet that you have done it or if you've heard your friends do it. Somebody comes home, they're like, oh, I just got a new job. And, and you say like, oh, amazing. And then they say, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm only there until they work out I'm no good. I once told people I won a competition due to a clerical error. But I didn't. <laughs> I won it. <laughs> you won the, You literally won the competition. I won a competition, yeah. What was the competition? It was for Ideas Tap. You remember the late, great Ideas Tap? I 
remember that. Mm. Yeah. And I got sent to a film festival. And I mean, I still think it is possible the clerical error thing is correct. No. There is certainly a grey area. This is imposter syndrome in action, guys. It's not. I'm very it's sure happening. <laughs> there was a clerical error. But you do do it all the time. You undermine stuff and you say like... I was in the right place at the, the right, right time. time. You take any compliment instead of saying, thank you. I'm very highly qualified and I work very hard for this job. You say, oh no, it's just, you know, they didn't, they, they needed a woman with the letter beginning with the T. <laughs> <laughs> or you give yourself less tenuous <laughs> excuses. Like, I was like the first candidate that they interviewed and they probably just took me because they yeah. really desperately need, needed someone. Oh, or no like, one else applied. Yeah, no one else applied. Everyone else was, was mad and from, I don't know, the moon. Or I'll probably get fired straight away. Yeah, exactly. Really? And Stop that. And you need to stop. And I did, I've done quite a few uh, features recently, um, like careers based features for various magazines and interviewing women that, that you go, wow, teach me your ways. And they all feel like that. They all have had to battle feeling like they shouldn't be where they are, even when they're like directing first dates on Channel 4. They're like, oh, I can't do it. And they're like, no, you've worked your way up. You've done incredibly well. So many people are like, oh, hello, I'm a creative consultant. And then you're like, sorry, what's that then? And it turns mm. out they've done it twice. It means nothing. And you're like, but you're oh, like, oh, clever. Like, yeah. You know? Whereas I was helping my sister do her CV and Gina was like, oh, I've not done anything. And I was looking at her CV and it's like, you've done so much. But her CV was basically an exercise in just sort of passing over all the stuff she'd done. She's like, yeah, I did a bit of this. No, make that yeah, subheading. I, I did a bit of this, I yeah. guess. You did that for that company. Make that a big deal. Why are you casually dropping in that you did social media for that huge clothing company that I won't mention that rhymes with Bop Shop, you know? Um, Is it H&M? Very good. Very good joke. Very good joke. Very good joke. So to find out a little bit more about imposter syndrome, I spoke to Sharu Izadi, who is a faculty member at the School of Life, which is, I think, a life aim for me That's personally. That's a fantastic, fantastic what? job. It's such a great place as well. And um, she had this to say about imposter syndrome. So what is imposter syndrome? It's when, despite our accomplishments, we worry that we'll be found out as actually being a fraud and we think that the good things that we've achieved are a fluke or that we've got lucky, as opposed to acknowledging that we deserve them and we've earned them. You asked whether women experience it more than men and if so, why? I think high achieving women are more likely to experience imposter syndrome than their male counterparts. Countless pieces of research on things like asking for pay rises tells us that women do undervalue themselves. Personally, I don't think that I don't think that social media helps. I think we've totally normalized this idea of putting up a picture of our lives that's far removed from the reality. Whether it's that we've used a flattering filter on a photo or we've shown a holiday to be more exciting than it is, we're becoming more and more dependent on validation from others to tell us how we're doing. Retweets and likes are what we turn to to feed our self-esteem. And if that like is on a photo that you know isn't showing the reality of things, then you can start to feel like you're a fraud. Social bloody media. It's just always, it's what always the root problem of everything, mm, I think. Everything. And I think with confidence, you can't ignore it. If imposter syndrome is just about confidence, which it tends to be, and also it's interesting that it tends to be high achieving women. So I know a lot of people that put pictures up uh, when they're having a really awful day, they feel like crap. Mm. They put a picture up from their holiday and, and you're like, cool, that's really great, but that's not what your life is. So that must make you feel maybe a bit like an imposter because you are literally impostering in your own life. Plus, look how many times that either written underneath in the comments or IRL, that's in real life, right? Yeah. Thank God. I'm new to the... OBG. What's that? In real life. <laughs> 
Don't joke with me because it takes me so long. Um, you see it underneath the comments so many times. Or to your actual friends, if you say like, oh, you, oh, babe, you look amazing. And yeah. then the babe has replied saying, um, thanks, Han. Oh, it's not me. It's the filter, you know? Yeah. Or like, or, oh, oh, no, actually, that was from the other day because today I look like a troll in a bin. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow, or okay. just really flattering glasses. It's not me. Yeah. You know, we constantly, we just take all the compliments and we pass them away. Yeah. We say they're not for me. And then you look at everyone else and be like, yeah, but they actually look like that. <laughs> I'm the only one who doesn't look exactly. like that. Exactly. I'm the only one. But Sheila, I mean, Sheila's on a rock. She's in the middle of the Bahamas. She's smiling. That must mean Sheila's having the best life. Shmila. Shmila. Shmila's absolutely smashing it. Yeah. All my jobs I've ever had, I was, no, I wasn't hopeless. I was so bad at saying, because I was a freelancer there, I was like, oh, I'm just there until they work out, don't do anything, and then they'll, they'll kick me out. Yeah. And it's not I, true. They hired you to help. To and they kept hiring you because. They liked you. And when I worked at, um, when I had my very first job, honestly, anyone who even approached my desk, I would just throw my hands in the air and say, I'm hopeless. <laughs> Immediately. Because I was so terrified of them bitching about me and being like, and saying that girl is hopeless, that I just told everyone I was hopeless. Yeah. Which is such a weird piece of logic because then everyone has that same piece of information. I think it's like I didn't want people to be like, she doesn't realise she she's rubbish. She doesn't realise she's rubbish. So I just went on shouting that I was rubbish. <laughs> we constantly say like, oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know if you can see that face, but hopefully the noise was really indicative oh. of what that face was. I'm doing a shrug and it means like, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, ask someone else. Ask someone else. We're like, you do know. Yeah. Stop that. Guys, you do know. Stop that. I also spoke to Sherry about ways you can overcome imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everyone has had this. Definitely start to become more mindful and aware of the messages you're giving yourself about who you are and what you're capable of. Often we speak to ourselves way more harshly than we would to a friend. Plus, we tend to focus on criticisms as opposed to compliments. We tend to focus on deficits as opposed to strengths. Learning to be your own best friend and be as kind and supportive to yourself in terms of your inner dialogue as you would be to someone you love, respect and admire is a really big part of challenging imposter syndrome. Also, it can be really useful to make a habit of noting down your positive qualities. How do you demonstrate in all aspects of your life that you're doing well? Also, I also make a habit of noting down your achievements and celebrating them. It's important to let your accomplishments feed your self-esteem and self-worth. Why else would we work so hard if not to become better at something and reap the benefits, both internal and external, of feeling calm and accomplished and capable? Okay. I think that is such an important one. We talk to ourselves so meanly and we would never, ever speak to anybody else like that. Not even our worst enemy, yeah. um, let alone our best friend. And guys, we should all be our own best friend. Yeah. We are so cruel about people, particularly girls, I think, who are confident and say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the bee's knees. Yeah, you know? we just like, call oh, them arrogant and or Beyonce and she's fine. Arrogant, bossy, <laughs> Beyonce. Like the word bossy, like that is not a male word. No, no, no. I wouldn't They're call, I wouldn't call a, a boss. Guy, yeah, or a man. Or a man, you know. <laughs> telling me that I should do T something. A man telling you what to do is and just go, a man. Okay. Whereas a woman telling you what something to do is like, is a bossy bitch. Yeah. You know, that's so unfair. Also, Tessa, you had a nice thing ages ago where we were talking about like what our brains were sort of saying to us and Tessa described hers as a cheerleader. It's like, come on, you yeah. can do it! Which would sometimes lead her to do things that maybe she wasn't fully equipped for, but she'd definitely have a bash. And then, and <laughs> yes, then I asked what she thought my brain was doing. <laughs> it's like, 
you're nothing. <laughs> I was like, no, that is, that is what my brain does. And I've since then tried really hard to f- catch myself when I'm going, you absolute waste of space. Yeah. <laughs> and started to be like, you're not a waste of space, champ. Bit annoying. Yeah, bit. But that's okay. That's You're okay. working your way up. Yeah. I'm working my way down an octave each year. So eventually, but he'll just be like, you're doing really well. But at the moment, it's like, yeah. you're doing really well. <laughs> it's okay. We're all getting there slowly. Yeah. Basically, try and get a nicer brain. Just get a nicer brain. But it takes, what I meant to say was it takes a long time to almost rebrand your brain, like yes, rewire, because you will always go. So that's just like why, how people get addicted to stuff. They've got to rewire how they think, mm-hmm. their coping mechanisms. That's why we're, you know it's a very, it's a very delicate instrument. The old brain. Um, I also like the idea of writing down all your positive qualities. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a difficult thing to do uh, sincerely <laughs> without being like. My God, I'm pretty lame. <laughs> and then, and then your voice is—you have to be like, no, no, no you're not lame. lame. You're not lame. Like, yeah, right. But it's lame. Very difficult to be like, oh, tonight, what, what are you up to? Do you want to come for a drink? Sorry, no, I'm writing down all my positive qualities. It doesn't have to take all evening. No, but you might want to like devote some time to it. You know, like, should I have lunch or should I write down all my positive qualities? No, again. But, <laughs> but what I've found, no, because I've got a solution to it, is I've moved from um, a diary on my phone. Now I've got a written diary. And whenever I'm like on the train or commuting or like I'm bored and I don't want to just be flicking through my phone because I'm addicted to my phone, but that's again another podcast, I will write down like fun stuff I've done in the week and like things I really enjoyed or like fun things that I've done myself which means that I actually do when I'm like flicking through I feel better about my week when I'm having a bad week because I'm like oh but look on Wednesday yeah I, just, I smashed that meeting or like I came up with that funny idea and, and they really liked it and obviously it does mean that if anyone finds my diary I will have to commit suicide because yes. <laughs> it's so just lame Harakuri straight <laughs> straight onto your but sword but that's like a nice way of kind of um, integrating it and it's for no one else but yourself and then Maybe on New Year's Eve, I'll just spend New Year's Eve uh, reading through my diary and congratulating myself. What a time you'll have. Yeah. So if writing them uh, somewhere physical feels a bit overwhelming, do it when you're by yourself and maybe write them down and, you know, burn them or like, oh, get wow, rid of yeah. yeah, just like get rid of them. If the, if the yeah, thought yeah. of like genuinely writing like, these are my favorite things about myself <laughs> is genuine too much, which it is, that's an it overwhelming thing much. to do. But then also have a think about why that is the worst crime we can think of. Yeah. Somebody sat at home. Just saying some nice things about <laughs> Just themselves. writing them like, I think I've got quite nice hair, you know? <laughs> it's tricky though because quite often when I've been quite down and I've been like, no, there are nice things. That I'm, when you're down, you can't think of any nice things because you're in that like non-perspective hole. So that's why maybe doing it about small things over a period of time can sometimes help because when you're in it, you'll be like, there's nothing and you can't bring yourself out of it. But it's, it's something to maybe do when you're in a good mood because then you'll be more likely to find stuff. And I thoroughly recommend a gratitude list as well of an evening. It's like if you're writing a diary anyway, um, just do your gratitude list at the end. Things you're thankful for. Things you're thankful for. And they can be the same thing. If the same thing comes up every time, then that's okay. And it can be things like the sun or a nice housemate or... You know, a nice conversation I had with a nice man on a bus the other Exactly. Day. They can be anything. They can be tiny and they can be buttons, you know? They can be I'm anything. Thankful for buttons. Just anything that you're like. What I'm... a life you're living. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not fair. <laughs> no, I am thankful for buttons. They're always on my list. Just oh, like, Tessa. Ah, aren't buttons lovely? Yeah, you know? No. <laughs> hey, do not judge another woman's but- button list. I meant gratitude, gratitude list. list. 
My mum used to have a huge, I think she still does, um, she has a big, huge tin of odd buttons that she's collected yeah. over the years. And we used to like, stick our hands in them and you just feel really like, yeah. See, you love buttons. I love buttons. Thank you for coming around to it. See, it's a place of shame and no one wants to admit it. <laughs> Write down your gratitude list, write down your positive qualities. Do it as a, just as an experiment because I bet you have never done it, just written down 10 things about yeah, yourself I've that are good. Done it. And do not censor yourself. Don't be like, if you did it in public, if we had to do it right now, oh my God, I can't believe it. it. Go on then. Oh, God, I can't believe it. But you have to do one. Just one. You go first. No, whoa! Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. No, because I'm not always good at that. Okay. <sighs> when I'm in the right mood, I think I'm a good listener. Are they qualities? Oh of- my God, don't do that to me. I've just said it. And now it's going to be like, oh, that, now is that the right one? No, I was going to say, can I, do you have to do, do, have to do first? I'm not a good listener. <sighs> I'm sweating so much that my glasses are falling down my nose. I'm going to have to take them off. Is it like a physical attribute? Can you imagine if I'd been like, I think I'm insanely hot. <laughs> I actually do think I'm insanely hot. <laughs> I, I think, know. I, <laughs> I know that was going to be yours. I think I look like a mermaid. <laughs> okay. We are keeping that. I That's think I look yours. like an absolutely beautiful mermaid. <laughs> I, mine was I'm a good listener. Tessa thinks she was like an absolutely beautiful mermaid. I don't get who knows it. I can now understand why she feels slightly uncomfortable writing a top ten. No. Can you imagine what's a number nine? Like, we start because we started at mermaid. Where okay, do we go? Let me think of an actual we'll do that you think you look like a beautiful mermaid. No. Okay. See, like defense mechanisms. All oh, right, I think I look like a mermaid. Do you actually? <laughs> no, of course not. This is so uncomfortable. But, but it's real. so uncomfortable, isn't Just it? Just say it. I said I was a good listener. I cannot publicly on the radio admit that I look like think I look like a mermaid. You just did. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm dripping in sweat. She does look like a mermaid. But this she's is got mermaid hair oh, and a fish. Oh, I can't believe body. we got ourselves into this hole. No, I know. It's okay. I'll edit it later. No, I'm not you going won't. to edit this. I'm not, not going, going to. to. If, if anything, actually, no. I'm only going to keep in the bit where you say that you're a mermaid. And it's going to be apropos Un- unexplained. Um, okay, I do not think it is helpful for people to not say if they think they're beautiful. <laughs> I'm quite quick. Right, no, <laughs> sorry. You can't have that. No, I am quite quick. Yeah, you are quite quick, but I'm, I'm going to try and bring it back to <sighs> imposter syndrome that we're oh, proud yes, this of. This is another helpful thing. After you've written your list, no, it's getting relevant. Wait for it. A to-done list. Oh, nice. Yeah, baby. She was rolling her eyes at me because I was wavering off the chosen path. But I'm back in to say to-done list. To-done list, that's great. Rather than a to-do list. Name what? something on your to-done list, Tessa, that you're proud of. I renew my passport this week. Right. <laughs> this is a staggering feat. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> it's been on my to-do list uh, for six months. My thing that I'm proud of is... Oh. Um, oh. Oh, see, look, this is what happens when you try and think of something you're proud of. You can't, and then you're like, oh, no. Yeah, and you, you crumble. To... Yeah, I'm literally crumbled. watching Stevie physically <laughs> melt. Like, you're like those that, little goo people in the, people in the, in the, the little mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> yeah. That's the little goo people in, what's her name, Ursula's cave, yeah. where they're like... Where they, basically, guys, you need to get to the stage where you are Marion, that little toddler who walks in on her dad's BBC interview. Yeah, definitely. Just stride into every room with that level of confidence, please. Yes. Yes, please. I'm here and I'm absolutely deserving of this, you know? You Never are. let that go. Okay, Tessa, um, that brings us to this week's money hack, which is... Money hack. Thank you which is brought to us, you and everyone by our splendid sponsor, the FSCS, um, the people who protect your money and your banks and building societies for free. So this hack is about breakups, but it's not the kind of breakup that you're thinking, Tessa. Oh my God. Is it time to break up with your bank? 
Is it? Is it? Are you asking me? Well, probably. Because mm. a lot of people have been with the same bank for a long time. And if the bank is doing... Since university. Since university. <laughs> or, in my case, since I was like eight and uh, Nat West came to my primary school and we're like, let's set up a bank account. And it was just lay dormant for years and I've kept it. Oh, I was making an analogy like a, rela- a relationship with a boy, but what you've done is made like a sort of child bride <laughs> thing. <laughs> I see what they, they came to your school and <laughs> made you join the bank. Okay, that's sure. All, and that's like my bank and also my current boyfriend. Friend, um, <laughs> um, hello. If you're listening, I want to leave you. No, so you need to look at your bank because banks love new customers. They'll often give new customers loads of perks, loads of stuff, and a lot of people stick with their bank despite the fact that there are better things. It's like a toxic relationship. Like, for example, my friend who's with one bank. A bank she, or a boy? It's a bank. This oh, is right, a bank. Okay. All of this now is a bank. Nothing to Everything do with, about with a, a boy. Okay. My friend is with one bank and um, her overdraft charges are ridiculous. And in my bank, I can just go in and be like, hey, can I have a bigger overdraft? And he's like, absolutely. And there's nothing nothing to do with how good I am with money because I'm not. They're just really, really flexible with overdraft. She's now signed up to my bank and she's got more perks than I have because they love fresh blood. Website gocompare.com has an online current account finder, which is basically it just analyzes loads and loads of statements, which are are downloaded securely to the site and then it presents a table showing in pounds and pence which accounts would be better suited to you. So it basically uses real people's um, account details <laughs> that they've said, yes, you can use mine as part of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's, they're not going to steal your money. And it will give you a really good overview of what that bank does that your bank doesn't and all this sort of stuff. So banks are like, you just sort of stay with them forever and you're like, hey, yeah. I'm a Nat West lady. And actually, you might not be. You Maybe. might be... A Halifax man. Yes, and also there are so many, like, joining offers. Yeah, you get a free carriage clock. For example, or money, much more help. (laughs) Or money. £100 for you, £100 for a friend if your friend signs up. Carriage clock for you now. Carriage clock for you and all. Yes, sometimes also within your bank, there will be a better account to be on. They'll be called, like, Flex Direct, Flex Account. Flex Time. And you'll be like, maybe you can actually just upgrade your money to a different account. That's lovely. That's yes. excellent. Thank you very much, Tessa, for are, adding to my hat. You are so welcome, but and definitely do it. Definitely do it. And um, also, get out of that bad relationship with your boyfriend. For God's sake, leave him. <laughs> um, anyway, that hack was brought to you by FSCS, the people who protect your money for free, from £1 to £85,000 in UK banks and building societies. So go to their website for more money tips like that. And to check your money is protected, search FSCS protected. Which reminds me of imposter syndrome... Um, which is what we're talking about today. And we're going to go to Sharu, who is our resident expert on imposter syndrome, about another thing you can do if you're feeling like you're going to get found out. You can also think about a person who you think really has it sorted. What qualities do they have? Often, it isn't until we ask this that we've realised we have the same ones. I mean, I think a positive comparison to someone else is often really good also a negative comparison is sometimes i think in that fear podcast we did um listen to it, it's staggeringly good we said about how sometimes you can feel like if someone says something that you want to do and you go like oh i feel bad that means you should do it so yeah. sometimes it's not a negative thing to compare yourself especially in this case where it's like well that person has it sorted but hang on you know i share some of those qualities 
Yes, you're saying in a negative sense, like if you have a real boss lady who knows her stuff and you're like, oh, I don't have that. I'll never be as good as her. You're like, yes, I can. And you're like, okay. She dresses great. She always does this in the room. She says everyone's first name. She puts her hands on the table in meetings. You're like, okay, little tiny things that make me be like, yes. Yeah, that that you can positively emulate. You positively emulate. Lovely use of words. Thank you. (laughs) You're very good at words. So are you. I did that for a long time with my friend who is um, uh, Matthew Johnson, if you're listening. He's not. He's excellent in social situations and I used to feel really nervous at parties. I'd be very, very quiet and everyone would be like, well, she's an absolute nightmare. And I, I started... then they thought you were a nightmare. Just Sometimes like, One absolute did. waste of space. Yes, maybe they thought I was That's a That's what waste I was doing and booing you in the corner. <laughs> I, I was starting the rumour. Yeah. Like, Who's that? Thanks, Tessa. <laughs> she's a nightmare. I just watched like, how he opened sentences with people and he did things like he would touch them on the arm, he would like make them feel... He'd ask yeah. lots of questions and that's actually something that can be translated directly into work situations. But imposter syndrome isn't always to do with work stuff. It's very much social situations as well. You can be like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm chatting to them now, but in a minute I'll run out of things to say and they'll realise I'm the most boring person ever. Yes. When actually, all you have to do is keep everyone asking questions is, and everyone feels like that. If anything, everyone's the fascinating. person you're talking to is like, I hope she doesn't stop asking me questions. Exactly. I'm- <laughs> it's just two people with their brains going like, I'm not good enough. Both yeah. of them thinking, I'm not good enough and that person's great. And both people's brains are thinking exactly the same thing. Do you ever have that thing when you're at a party and you get into like suddenly you get into this really great conversation with someone yes. and it's been going for a while but in your head you're like yeah this is a good one isn't it I'm, we're both doing really well they're like no no shush I've got to concentrate on the conversation but sometimes it can get both of you know that you're having a good one and that's nice but that can happen both of you know you're having a bad one as well and that can be really knock your confidence I think that's called flow when the energy is just really right in yeah. doing something and it's a, a sporting thing and also in conversation happens all the time when you and feng shui and feng shui when you just like feel the energy shift and you're like yes this, this is, is we are locked on we are locked loaded. on this is happening can I tell you my positive emulation thing yes please it's from the film Avatar okay and so <laughs> the jigs are you now fully 3D <laughs> yeah I decided to be a blue Navi mm. and that's really helped me in the work life balance right so the marine guy that they've got up there so Jake Sully goes up and he lives in the big blue his avatar yes so he goes to basically a party with some aliens right that's the epitome of I can't be here yes I'm literally an imposter yes and everyone is fully eviling him I mean he's he looks like them because he's blue but we all know he's a marine and he sits down and even though like furious with him he says hey how's it going to the two, two aliens on either side and I was like Right on. If he can do that on another planet, yes. I can go to parties and start the conversation and the first but and say, Hey, how's it going to people? Yeah. So that therefore they're on the back foot and they have to answer rather than just being like, I'll stand here silently and someone, until, until someone, someone asks me a question. I'll just start those com- I'll just come yes. in and touch people on the arm. Hey, how's it going? You yeah, know? no, sure. <laughs> no, I think that's true. It's about going in and faking confidence. Exactly. Immediately. And that will dissipate the, the feeling that you're not supposed to be there because you'll look around and see that everyone else is faking confidence. And the moment you realise that it's not you're the only one faking confidence and everyone else is confident, it's just everyone else is doing what you're doing now. Exactly. Um, and the whole thing about being a grown-up is just pretending you know what you're doing because absolutely no one does. No, no one does. I was going to an event the other week and I asked, I would say, no, it was four separate people where the door was that I needed to go through and every single person went, yeah, it's just down there and to the left. And I'd be like, well, it's not. And I'd be like, it's just up there, upstairs. And you'd be like, what? And to the end, she's like, actually, just turn around, go out, and then go in again. I was like, no! Like, they were all so confident about, like... But they had no idea what they, they were talking about, but they had such confidence, and that's how I want to live my life. I'm just being like, yeah, it's over there. I'm not certain, but, you know, absolutely sure. What? I'd like to talk about men. 
Oh, okay. I'd like to know... Scott, so that sort of podcast has it. Yes, please. Okay. I'd like to know if men... They were all men who did that. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah, and I'd and like actually to... the only person that told me where the door was was a woman who consulted a map. This is a really interesting fact I, that is a fact that when looking at job applications with a list of attributes that your skills that you need to do the job a man will do it will apply for the job if he just has 60% of the skills and a woman will wait until she has 100% yeah which I think is is, is interesting um, finally one of the things that Sharo did mention when I was talking to her which I've started doing is to look at what you would have thought of your life now when you were young so I'm always like oh I can't be bothered doing this I'm like little Stevie would be so psyched to be doing this because then he can show how much you've achieved without realising it because I think we can all do with taking stock of how we're doing a lot because you're constantly looking forward you're constantly thinking you're not good enough because you're looking at the person who's one step ahead of you going well I'd like to be where that person is and whenever you get to that step that person's got another step and you're just constantly Mm -hmm. not chasing one person but you're constantly chasing whether that's an ideal whether that's a person and I think that's quite important to take stock and look at what you're doing and yeah and the things that you achieved and how much those would have meant to you even only a few years ago look small Tessa and small Stevie would be so chuffed that we're doing a podcast oh I'm chuffed now I mean I'm chuffed now yeah no that isn't something that I'm bored of but there's an example if you're listening there must be something that you think about no matter how old you are obviously if you're like 18 when you were eight (laughs) you might not have had the same ideals as you do now but eight-year-old you would be so proud of literally insert anything that you've done today that isn't i don't know what do eight-year-olds do go on a swing be proud of that as well yes if you've been on a swing today if the best thing you've ever done in your whole life is go on a swing i'm sure you could think of something else (laughs) yeah try harder try harder (laughs) try harder to think of something and if you really can't try harder in your life yeah maybe do something else do something else i guarantee if you really like take a moment to sit and it's it's so unhelpful because I think we put mindfulness in this basket with oh self-care and self-help crystals. and crystals there's this yoga video that we watched once on YouTube mm. and she goes well done you for getting on the mat it's okay if all you did today was breathe no <laughs> that's like, not okay wow 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 <laughs> no but sometimes you are in a place where it feels like that is enough that you did that today like you're having just a terrible time yes you know but also we don't respond to those women very well we're like you are crackers yes and we put everything in that basket of like oh i don't need that all that whimsical stuff whimsical stuff but actually that is so important and so today take a moment to like just be by yourself and do some whimsy Mm. (laughs) and write down your things that you're good at and the things that you're grateful for and emulate that person that you see who you go god they've got it sorted well, you can if you just act like them. And really take stock of yourself to like see if you dismiss compliments or if you, when someone says, that's nice, you go, oh, we got it in the sale. Yes. You know, like someone is saying you had a nice thing. Just take that and say, thank you. I thank like you. your dress. Oh, do you? I'm not wearing a dress. No, I'm wearing an alive. enormous cardigan. Yeah, which I love. I'm not saying you don't love it. <laughs> oh, burn. Psych. <laughs> Um, what, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, the other thing was as well to have kind thoughts, to at least analyse the thoughts that you're having. Be constantly aware when you're going, stupid, stupid Stevie, insert your own name. That would be weird if it's that and you're called Frank. And stop yourself. Kind of go, no, I'm going to give myself a break because I'm doing okay. Treat yourself like your best friend. Treat yourself like your best friend. And be your best friend. And don't be scared to tell people you're your own best friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you should be. If you think you're a beautiful mermaid, say it on a podcast. And That's just say, I'm actually my own best 
I'm not. Has lost her mind. I'm not. I just think that would be outrageous. Yeah, if, if you, you were like, I'm my you, own best friend. If you said that in sincerity. Yeah. But it is okay if that's true for you. I just think keep it quiet. <laughs> keep it quiet and do try and find another friend, at least one. <laughs> but yeah, look after yourself because you have to you have to be in there. Like yeah, you, you can't have to, run away from yourself. You, you have to if, live if that. You, if you're bored, you can't be like, I think I'll just spend the night by myself today because you're yourself. Can you imagine if you could? If you'd be like, I'm just gonna take so a quick break. Go in here. There are times when like I would have paid anything to have a break from Wait, myself. I do that, but there are times no, like if I could literally like take my brain out. No, no, and, like, no as in like yeah, there are times that I feel but like times now, when I'd be like when I'm like I'm an absolute mermaid, you know? I, yeah, I'd like to get actually deeper inside I, myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean like <laughs> um, if you have any um, thoughts, any tips about imposter syndrome, <gasps> you'll never guess what we've got, guys. Twitter and an email address. We've got a new email. We're so email excited. Address. So our email We're like 12-year-olds with MSM. Please message us. us. Yeah, at sexybabes. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually... Was um, that your name of your MSN account? Uh, no, mine was Purple Fairy 12 um, And then at one point it was like the moth to the flame. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> I was having my, my down period, age 13 to 14. I didn't have one. Oh. We didn't have... We of course didn't have. you didn't. You were too busy like taking newts out of ponds. <laughs> That is true. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we didn't have a strong enough dial-up connection. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, yes, we have an email address. Um, so email us, podcast at thedebrief.co.uk. If you've got any thoughts about what you'd like to hear us discuss and solve, any thoughts for future podcast episodes, and you can also tweet us individually at Stevie M. The S is a five. It always will be. And at Tessa Coates. No numbers replacing letters. Yep. Or at The Debrief. Thank you so much for listening. Have the absolute greatest day. And um, remember that you are a mega babe. Yeah, you're not an imposter. You are if you're on the so earth, deserving. You're not an imposter. You are so deserving of whatever job that you do, whatever thing, whatever thing that you think you aren't deserving of, you are. You kick it, girl. <laughs> <laughs>